Hello from Houston. Welcome to the Highlights Podcast, brought to you by the Houston Young Lawyers Association. Our goal is to learn, lead, network, and serve. And welcome back to the Highlights Podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Femi, and I'm a transactional attorney here in Houston. And my name is Patrick. I'm an arbitration lawyer also here in Houston. So we are continuing our conversation today about the bar exam and everything that the class of 2020 is having to go through. Um, and today we are lucky to have with us um, Mr. Christian Trevino, uh, another graduate of the class of 2020. Um, Christian, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here, guys. Christian, you're a, you're a good friend of both Femi and I. I would say you went to UT with us. Um, but you graduated one year later, which has put you in kind of this difficult position. Where are you from? I'm from San Antonio, Texas, Patrick. Very cool. Um, Go Spurs. Go Spurs, (laughs) Mexican food. All right. So going to to law school in Austin was an interesting experience because when I first started, most of my friends from my high school grade were still in their senior year so like as a 1l they'd be like hey like you want to go to acl with me and i was like i, I gotta study and they're like no come on like senior year i was like no no it's not like that congrats on graduating huge accomplishment um and uh also uh congrats on sort of figuring this out so you have actually taken the bar um and and where did you take the bar exam i took the bar exam in oregon actually okay. it was quite the experience Right. And, and so we, you know, I, I would assume in January 2020, your plans were to take the Texas bar exam? Actually, no. So January 2020, I, I honestly, right around November, I would say, the law school told us that they were accepting UBE scores in the state of Texas. And so I had planned, along with some friends, to take the DC exam. And then we were going to do like a trip up the East Coast. I think maybe even see like Yankees Red Sox game. And then some of our friends were going to go see the Taylor Swift concert. Like it was going to be just a nice trip after the bar. And then COVID hit right. and DC got right. delayed. So I tried registering for New Mexico. New Mexico got delayed. And I said, you know, I'll, let's try Oregon. And I was convinced that there was no way Oregon would happen. Part of me was wishing it would get delayed so I could get bailed out and get more study time because I was working over the summer. Bad choice, bad choice, bad choice for all you 2Ls and 1Ls that might be listening. Um, I was working up until like five or six weeks before. So I, I felt I was playing a big game of catch up and I was hoping it would get delayed. But then part of me wanted to just get it over with. And it eventually ended up happening, but I, along with two other friends, ended up quarantining in Oregon for two weeks. And that was during a very tumultuous time in Oregon, specifically Portland. Yeah. Um, we quarantined We quarantined in a small suburb of Oregon called Beaverton. It's where the Nike headquarters are. So it was pretty quiet. Not much going on. I didn't encounter anything that I thought would be dangerous 
but my mother was extremely worried. I'm sure. Um, you know, was it your choice to work as, as well as study? So I, during my 3L year, I started working at, uh, at the same firm that I cleared for in Houston. I started working in their Austin office. Okay. And I tried to make myself as valuable to the partners as I could. Right. And that was a blessing and a curse uh, because my, some of the, one of the partners that I work almost exclusively for now started giving me heavy assignments and kind of clip, giving me most of her docket. Yeah, yeah. And I felt I didn't, I wanted to minimize the strain that I would put on her by just disappearing for X amount of weeks. Mm. So I tried to work as long as I really could before I told her, I was like, look, I I need to disappear. Like I need to just dive into the bar exam, which she was very understanding about. Okay, good, good. Okay, interesting. So I, so maybe a little repetitious. So you, you clerked there after too well, worked there through your 3L year, and that continued into the bar, like bar prep period. Into the bar prep period. So I want to say right around late June, I stopped working and I focused solely on the bar. And this is the firm that you're now working for today, right? Like full time? Correct. Yes. And here in Austin. I see. I see. Very cool. Well, I, I'm glad that you're able to start work at this point and that you had the opportunity to do so. Um, but yeah, that does sound, I, I couldn't imagine working um, during the bar. I know some people like take up odd, odd jobs to kind of like help pay the bills, but I, I don't think many times they don't end up being full time so that they can focus on studying. So that's impressive that you're able to do that. I guess it'll be impressive if I pass, Patrick. It's not impressive if I fail, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> well you know, the dice are, are ever in your favor, Chris. And I know you're a smart guy and I'm sure you did a good amount of bar prep. But I mean, bar prep always tell the bar prep companies always tell you you're, you're behind, but that's just my, my conspiracy theory is their way of kind of inflating, um, put getting people to put more hours, um, which is good. I mean, you want to make dice in your favor as possible. Uh, that's, Interesting. Um, so you, it's a two day exam. Did you come back to Texas as soon as you finished the exam or you, yeah. What was, what was kind of like wrapping up the exam? Like, so after you do the first day, you did the second day and then everyone goes out and has a blast. Of course. And I ended up coming back real quick because I needed to move into my apartment because I moved out of, my apartment in Austin to study for the bar. Um, cause I, I moved closer to work now and I don't need to be near downtown anymore. My office is in Westlake. So I moved an apartment over there. I needed to get back to Texas to start moving in, to get ready for work on Monday. Wow. It's very accelerated there. Yeah. That's yeah. another interesting thing about your experience starting work. Uh, I had the worst caffeine headaches the week after the bar exam, so I would not have been in a position to work. Um, was there ever, I guess, in going back to your decisions as far as like the different bar exams, did your employer ever express anything, any concerns about the timing of your licensure or did they ever have a preference or or was it kind of you with your hands on the wheel? I think it was more me with our hands on the wheel. I know my boss had expressed my immediate boss that is had expressed a little bit of hesitancy as to 
if I took another exam, would I still be a Texas attorney? And I was like, yes, no, the, all the whole state next year will be taking this exact same exam. So that took a little bit of explaining. Uh, my firm was really good about, look, do whatever you want to do, do whatever works for you. I have a counterpart or a peer. He's taking the September hotel exam in Texas. If that happens, I think that'd be next week. And the firm was really cool about it. Um, I, I think they're trying to be very accommodating. Yeah. Because this is unprecedented times. Yeah, I mean that that's very good. I'm I'm glad you had a very smooth uh, situation there. It, it seems as if uh there are some there there are some outfits that, you know, have more hesitation and, you know, they're not extending offers, especially if, you know, if if they're just meeting that candidate for the first time and they have no connection, they sort of say, you know, we need to see a, a bar license, which which is standard, but, you know, in this situation where bar dates are protracted or you know they're they're sort of gray instead of black you know we don't know if they're actually happening people are sort of in in this limbo so you know the benefit to you sort of you know just taking a huge risk is at least you've taken the bar and you will get a score uh and and of course your uh your your employer was you know accommodating so that's great I did have some mentors when we were talking about like diploma privilege and apprenticeship, they were like, you need to take a bar exam. And that's just because you don't want to be seen as a second rate lawyer in the eyes of a different generation. Hmm. That would, that generation would be the ones hiring you, so to speak. I guess that's so. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I think it might be one that I, I haven't seen explicitly talked about. Um, but I, I can see that as 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 a reason for taking the bar exam. Uh, I think it's generations you, of I, I think it's just if you have two people with like credentials and experience and one's taking to pass the bar exam and one hasn't, I think it might be a little bit of a subconscious bias, so to speak, that I mean let's take the guy that checks just one more box. So, Christian, um, I wanted to sort of circle back just a little bit to the bar exam that you took. Was there anything about it that surprised you or or did you think that, you know, all things considered, it was pretty straightforward? I appreciated that they were willing to take as many steps as possible. I did think it was a little odd that a state would take an unnecessary risk like that in the sense that you're opening up your exit because Oregon actually ended up granting diploma privilege for Oregon attorneys. So if I wanted to practice in Oregon, I didn't, I wouldn't have had to take a bar because my law school fit into their criteria, so to speak. So I could have just gone to work at Nike and been an attorney and not had to take the bar. Interesting. Um, So I thought it was super interesting that they would do that but they would also provide a bar exam. It seems like they're almost importing test takers. Uh, that being said, they probably wanted to be able to offer it for Oregon law students that were choosing not to practice in Oregon, or maybe they had rigid employers. There's a number of reasons why Oregon kept going with, forward with it. But okay. they filled a whole hotel with out-of-state people. It was 
right. truly incredible. My friends from, I had met friends from Stanford, friends from NYU. I, like I said, I think five out of eight in my room were from UT. Like it's truly seems like they were, it truly seemed like they were just importing test takers. Correct. And I mean, I guess more to the point, there was a risk that people would have flown in who had the virus. Exactly. And if you put that, if you put that person in a hotel full of people who aren't sick, you know, it could have been a super yeah. event. That's exactly it. You, you're not only it's it, never mind the fact some people drive. Sure. That's a little bit safer, but some people are flying. I mean, I flew there. I had a layover. Airports are not the safest place. Like, it was. It seemed like the perfect storm, and you you could hear the headlines now. Like, bar exam infects thousand people. Was it was it necessary? It, yeah. it really seemed like right. yeah. the criteria was there to like. Okay, well, first you have people that are getting very little sleep with low immune systems because they're super stressed about this exam. You add on stress. You add on airplanes and airports. You add on staying in hotel rooms. It, it really seemed like it could have got dangerous pretty quickly. Well, you know, I have, have you actually heard anything about, you know, the aftermath or has it just sort of been mum about that? I don't know anyone that ended up getting the virus that, I mean, that sh- ended up being symptomatic from a virus or asymptomatic for that matter. But okay, there's, okay. I didn't want to see my family for a, a while after that. Um, yeah. Just okay. because yeah. Yeah. if I was asymptomatic, I don't know if I'd be able to like really live with myself. My parents are a little bit older; they're in their sixties. Yeah, it, it just seemed a little bit unnecessary for them to like come see me. Yeah, but I yeah. didn't hear of anyone getting sick. No. Okay. Well, well, that's that's definitely the best result. That it, it truly was. Yeah. So you started work the Monday after the bar. Had that always been? Your plan, I guess, like if you are obviously t- planning on taking the July bar exam since the beginning of 3L year, had that been your plan to start work so soon after the exam? And how did you, and if not, how did your employer kind of accommodate that that decision? I, like I said, I would have, I think my plan was to take a week or two off and travel. But the fact that I wouldn't have been able to really travel in good conscience, I think it's one thing to go for the bar exam and for the sole purpose of that, but to be driving around and going to see different things. And I think that for, from a recreational standpoint, I didn't see the benefit outweighing the potential risks on that. Hmm. So I wasn't going to travel too much and that all. And then also I have work to do and to catch up on, and then, I mean, compensation is pretty cool as well. So I think it was really kind of all three factors factored into me saying, yeah. yeah, I'll just come back August 3rd. My employer said, we'd appreciate if you quarantine for a week. And I said, okay, I'll work from home. So I, you know, th- I'm not actually sure how you land. So this is a good question. Um, what course of action do you think would have worked for this year in terms of licensure? Do you think, um, do you think Oregon's approach is fair? Do you think an approach such as the Texas October exam, which is, you know, completely online, 
is that the right choice or do you think there should have been some other avenue such as apprenticeship or a diploma privilege? I would have appreciated apprenticeship. I don't know if y'all saw, but the semi, the scaled MBE scores went up five points this last administration. And that was, I mean, truly unprecedented. That's a, a dramatic jump in the scores. And so, and everyone's like, oh, you see, it wasn't that stressful. These people are resilient. And there is there are a number of reasons the score might have gone up. It might have been easier questions. But, I mean, they, they adjust for that with the experimental. Mm-hmm. But, again, this is purely speculation. You start to think about the jurisdictions that were able to administer bar exam and the people that were able to go to those bar exams. And I think it underlines the disparities in socioeconomic status. Those that were able to take a July bar exam, more likely than not, were able to travel and drop everything they were doing to go take this bar exam somewhere else. And those people were also more likely to have a quiet place to study, whether it be in in their home or their parents' home, probably didn't have other commitments yeah. like a family. <laughs> right. Or, or they're not working a exactly. full-time job. I, 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 so all that being said, I think apprenticeship is the easiest way. And it's, I think, a middle ground of, oh, there's unqualified people graduating bar exams. Oh, but this is unfair for us. Okay, well, let's just do an apprenticeship program based off the same amount of hours that it might take you to do a bar exam, which is, I think, 300 or 350 hours. Uh, there's a high correlation, there's a high percentage to pass if you put in those amount of hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I mean, y'all took the bar exam. Correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like you're learning all an enormous amount of information. And then three weeks later, you don't remember any of it. I think I remember the, uh, what is it? First Monday next on the 21st day. 20th. That was something that had to do with uh, <laughs> yeah, on the on the twentieth day, that that was Texas Civ Pro. So yeah, I think I think that's it. I think I that's mean, all I'll, I remember. I'll, in fairness, uh, that a most of it I do not remember. There have been a couple of times, and I don't even know on what topics. Or I've I've been trying to remember something from the bar exam that's kind of come up on like a contract or or something. Um, but I think honestly, the biggest probably benefit ironically from the bar exam for me has been kind of working from home now because i i studied a lot of my time at home and being able to manage my time now at home as i did during the bar exam has been an indirect benefit but other than that sub- substance wise I, I mean i think what you're saying is right you, you forget a lot of it um i think so that, that i fair. think it's i will hopefully i won't ever have to know anything about family law ever again and so i I understand that you, you, there needs to be some sort of measure to make sure that the public is not harmed. But yes, if commercial companies like Barbary and Kaplan and Themis are able to do accredit students in eight weeks, but law schools can't do it in three years, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, fair. that's fair. 
Um, so you've taken the bar exam. You're awaiting your score. Um, we obviously are confident for the best for you, Kristen. What do you have, even though you haven't officially been licensed yet, you've taken the bar exam during this climate, which is a lot more than many people have ever done. Femi and I haven't taken it in this kind of environment, and many of your classmates are awaiting that. Do you have any kind of advice or insight on what the experience of taking the bar is like in this time? I I don't. Yes, but I don't want to be that the 2L that's lecturing the 1L on everything you should be doing because you have, it, it seems a little uh, patronizing to say, oh, don't worry, don't stress. Um, to that end, I it feels like you're going to fail. And so just kind of keep pushing for those that are taking the October. Um, that being said, I don't even know if I passed. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is an interesting. You're in the good kind of limbo, though, where it's at least you've taken the exam. I think a lot of people are in this bad kind yeah, of limbo where something might go wrong. Like, it'll happen. Like Schrodinger's cat or something, where you <laughs> haven't failed if you haven't got opened your results yet, but you also haven't passed. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, that is so. No, that's, that, that's perfect. It, that's so it, perfect. I, I, I had that exact thought when I was waiting for my scores. You, <laughs> in in. 2019 timeline we we started work before even getting the scores and so you're you're quote-unquote a lawyer um for a while until you get that email and then you find out whether you actually are or not very don't stress keep pushing after the exam there's no sense in worrying about it because there's nothing you can do that can change your performance it is what it is and yeah, I, all of my mentors, I couldn't tell you if they passed or not on their first time. I think it's, it's one of those things you get that bias of it being so upfront and personal. And it's the biggest thing in your life right now. But 10 years from now, when you're across the courtroom from someone, chances are you won't be able to tell if they pass their bar exam on their first or third time. Um. Yeah, thanks, Christian, um, for taking this time on your Saturday evening. Um, I know you're you're maybe as busy as we are um, with work, and you've been working now for over a month. Um, so more than a month, but like work since the bar exam, I guess. Um, so we thank you for taking the time on your weekend and for catching up with us. It's been, on a personal note, very nice to talk with you. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Highlights Podcast, brought to you by the Houston Young Lawyers Association. To reach us, please email us at highlightspodcast at gmail.com. We hope to hear from you if you have any comments or questions about this episode or thoughts on a future one. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you.